Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Here's what's cooking on an all new Sports Stove podcast. We continue our NFL preview by giving you the preview for the AFC and NFC South. We're also going to rank our top 10 wide receivers and we'll cover some Major League Baseball as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Podcast, presented by In the Clutch. Uh, you're, you're in need of a t-shirt, maybe a baseball t-shirt. In the Clutch is the way to go. Football, hockey, uh, they've got certain specific player t-shirts, different kinds of things going on there. Intheclutch.com, go check them out, see what they have. And when you find the shirt you like, because I promise you will once you get there, uh, you're going to go ahead and use that code Sports Stove, get 10% off your purchase. And uh, that way they know the Sports Stove sent you a great company. Go check them out. You will not be disappointed. Uh, we are back and another week closer to college football, another week closer to NFL football. We're going through our previews. My dad, Dale Stover, joins me again. Dad, happy Sunday to you. How you doing? Good. Doing good. Doing good. Like I said, we're getting a lot closer to football. So. We are. We're, I mean, we're there almost, right? We're, we're just, we're inching so close. I think next Saturday uh, is the college football kickoff. So we're right there to, to competitive competitive football here very, very soon. Uh, the first college games, I think, are on Saturday. And then next week is when they really, really kick in after that. Uh, but we're doing our NFL preview. We've been uh, going through, we've gotten two divisions already, the North Divisions and the East Divisions. Today, we're focusing in on the South Divisions. Of course, we'll continue our fantasy football rankings with wide receivers, as well as the fantasy drafts for us are coming up very quickly. Um, I'm in four leagues this year, I think. Um, three league, three or four leagues, I don't even remember. Uh, so they're all coming up here in the in the next couple of weeks as well. Uh, I try to wait as long as we can on fantasy drafts, Dad, so that way the injuries and the cuts and any trades, stuff like that, happen before we draft, hopefully. Uh, we're going to talk about some important fantasy players, though, in the South Divisions. Uh, we're going to start with the AFC South, and we won't talk about a whole lot of fantasy players on this team. But then we'll start with the Houston Texans uh, returning uh, with Davis Mills as their quarterback. They've got Marlon Mack at running back, Brandon Cooks at wide receiver. Key players on defense, I didn't put down anybody. Um, that It's not that they don't have any defensive players. There's just none that really, to me, stand out as, yeah, those guys are, are going to be great this year. But they do have some rookies to watch out for. Derek Stingley Jr. drafted. Um, he could be a key player. He should be, hopefully, for them. Jalen Petrie at safety, another rookie as well, and Christian Harris at linebacker. So they kind of went in in on the defense in the draft this year, 
trying to start to build that. Uh, it wasn't that long ago they had a stout defense with guys like Jadavian Clowney and J.J. Watt, but not anymore. Biggest questions for the Texans. It's got to start at QB. We, we both kind of like Davis Mills. Uh, is he the future, or are they going to be drafting in the top two this year and drafting a quarterback uh, there? Depth in general is a big question mark for Houston, and they really need their rookies to show up and have a big impact as well. Win totals for the Texans is at four and a half. Uh, what's your take on the Texans, Dad? Well, the Texans, like I said, they're definitely, you know, rebuilding. It'll be interesting to see with, you know, Lovey Smith as coach, how that goes uh, there. And, um, you know, I, they probably will be drafting pretty high again. Um, so, you know, unless they're really convinced about the quarterback, then you know, with the people coming out this year, they may definitely be in the market for it. Um, four and a half again, you know, I, I don't know how well they'll do in their division. Um, I, I probably would have to go under a four and a half, maybe about four games would be where they're at, but it should be right in that area. Yeah, I'll go over four and a half. I think they can get to five. Uh, this is going to be a classic one of those teams that has to overachieve all year long. Do they have the guys with the right mind space, head space to do that? I'm not sure. But I'll give them over four and a half. I, I like Davis Mills. Is he going to be a superstar quarterback? Eh, I don't know about that. Is he a serviceable quarterback? I would say yes. So then again, you look at, well, if they finish in the top two, then they're going to be drafting a quarterback more than likely. So this is Davis Mills playing for his starting career probably at this point. And then again, those defensive rookies are important pieces. Stingley, Petrie, and Harris are all guys that, um, you know, if they, if they don't start the season, they should finish the season right now. They're all listed as starters in this defense. But they don't have any go-to studs on defense anymore. Um, they've got guys that you may have heard about. Christian Kirksey, we've heard about him because he played for Green Bay. Um, let me run off some names to you, Dad, and see if you know him. Roy Lopez. You know Roy Lopez? Dude, I'm, no, I don't think so. No, starting nose tackle. Uh, what about Garrett Wallow? Uh, no, I, I can't say I know a lot of their defensive guys. So. Starting Sam linebacker for him. How about, uh, let's see here, uh, Tavir Thomas. Uh, no, no, none of those guys ring a bell. So. Starting Nickelback. So there you go. Those are starters. And, uh, you know, they got some guys. Jerry Hughes is listed as a backup defensive end. He played at Buffalo for a while. Mario Addison, also from Buffalo, listed as a backup defensive end. So they've got some guys around Desmond King at cornerback, but, again, listed as a backup. So I'll be interested to see kind of which way they go with that. Any? Are you looking at anybody fantasy-wise from Houston? I mean, Cooks is really about the only guy. Um, you know, there'll be a team, but obviously, you, you know, keep an eye on later in the year as you need to pick people up. You know, somebody may develop as far as, you know, a running back or something there. But, um, yeah, I think Cooks, uh, wide receiver, is about the only guy that would jump out there. Maybe Pierce running back, but I, you probably wouldn't draft him, you know, in the draft, so. I'm not drafting any Texans. I, I'm not. I won't say I won't sign them later in the year if someone starts doing something like you said. Damian Pierce, the rookie running back, is a guy that he's gonna. Right now, he's listed as the starter, even over to Marlon Mack. So he might get plenty of touches, but I don't know if their offensive line is good enough for that to matter. Uh, Brandon Cooks, he's got the name. 
I'm just I'm staying away from all Texans. I'm not drafting a Texan this year. I uh, will watch them. And there's guys on the team. Nico Collins, a third round pick from last year, uh, that maybe develops into something at a wide receiver. But yeah, I'm I'm staying away from them all the way around. Are they at, are they finishing number one or number two in draft picks this year? You think? Um, it very easily could. Yeah, I think I'll be in in top top four for sure. Maybe the top two. Yeah, I, I'm not ready to call them top two just yet, but it, they seem like a team that could definitely be there. Uh, but I do like I like Lovey Smith and I like Davis Mills, and maybe those things can add up to something something positive for them this year. Uh, let's get to Indianapolis. New quarterback, Matt Ryan. Stud running back, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, young receiver, Michael Pittman. Defensively, they got some real, real talented guys. DeForest Buckner, Shaquille, formerly known as Dennis Leonard. Uh, not Dennis. What was his name? Was it Dennis? Anyways, Leonard, Shaquille Leonard. Stephon Gilmore's there at, at cornerback as well. Uh, let's see here. They got some some interesting rookies as well. They got a second rounder. Alex Pierce at wide receiver that should start. You got a third rounder uh, at safety, Nick Cross, that's looking at starting. And a defensive tackle in the fifth round that I really like, Eric Johnson, seeing some time as well. Biggest question is Matt Ryan. Does he still got it? If he does, they're going to have a great year. The, the biggest issue they've had in the past, though, is consistency. Their win total is at nine and a half. I'm in on the Colts this year. I'm going to go over nine and a half. How do you feel about the Colts? Yeah, I would agree. I think over nine and a half. Again, I think the division they're in is you know should help them there. Um, you know, I like the coach there and everything. You know, they've got of course a great player there and the running back. And I think Matt Ryan should do well. Um, I think he should fit right into the system uh, there. And I, I think the biggest thing is with the division they're in, <clears throat> they can have good success, have a good defense. And um, I think Indianapolis easily could win the division. Yeah, they Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I I've been all in on Jonathan Taylor from the get go. Still there. They've got good depth at running back though. Naheem Hines and Philip Lindsay there as well to back him up. Wide receiver is a question mark for me. That's probably my biggest concern for their offense. Michael Pittman showed some stuff last year. Uh, they've got a second rounder from 2019, Paris Campbell, that's had some good games. They have the second rounder this year, the rookie Alex Pierce. They don't have a ton of great depth, though, at wide receiver. So that scares me. Tight end is okay. Maybe the rookie, the third round pick, Jalen Jelani Woods, excuse me, will see some time eventually. But right now, I'm just not a fan of what they got sitting there at tight end either. So there's, I got some concerns about this. But the weak division eases some of those concerns. So that that's kind of where I sit when it comes to that. Defensively, though, they had guys, Quiddy Pay, who they drafted in the first round last year, DeForest Buckner, Yannick Ngakwe, uh, Shaquille Leonard, uh, Stephon Gilmore, Kenny Moore, Julian Blackman, guys that can play some football on the defense. So I think the defense holds its own and the offense finds its way so, yeah, I like them probably to win the division this year, too. And me and you are both kind of down on the Titans, so maybe that's part of where we look at with this as well. Yeah. Let's talk fantasy football with the Colts. Jonathan Taylor, I think, number one overall draft pick. That's that's where I would go if I had the number one overall draft pick. Matt Ryan's a quarterback I like if you choose to wait on quarterbacks. I like my Matt Ryan late in the round. I would take Michael Pittman 
but I gotta be, I'm still just really concerned about these receivers. And uh, until I kind of see what they decide to go with, I'm probably staying away from the Indianapolis receivers on draft night. So I'm looking at Jonathan Taylor early number one overall and Matt Ryan later in the draft. Yeah, I think, like I said, Taylor, I think, is the number one overall. Uh, Ryan would be, you know, either a second quarterback or a quarterback later on. Pittman, I think, is going to be good. You know, um, he looked good coming out of college and had some good moves last year. I think I think he'll be a number one receiver. I don't think he's in the top top tier of receivers, but after that, I think he could, you know, he could be a starting receiver for you if you need to. Definitely one of your top two, and he could end up having a really, really good year. So um, Pittman isn't a guy I would shy away from. And their defense, you know, top ten defense. When you're drafting a defense, um, they'd be one you'd look at. So you put Pittman as a guy that could be a number one fantasy receiver. Um. He could be, I think, definitely be one of your two starters. Um, you know, if you end up waiting on receivers, taking other positions, and he might be a guy you would take. Um, but otherwise, I would take him very quickly as my number two receiver if I had the chance. All right. Uh, let's head down to Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, second year as a quarterback, first year underneath a competent coach. James Robinson at running back. Travis Etienne missed his whole rookie season. Will be in. They signed Christian Kirk as a receiver out of Arizona, and they bring in Evan Ingram, tight end from New York. Defensively, they got Josh Allen. He is a stud. He's going to get some help this year, which should make him even better. Trevon Walker, their number one draft pick, and Shaq Griffin there as well. Uh, rookies to watch out for. You, they've got him. Uh, Trevon Walker at linebacker. Devin Lloyd, another linebacker they drafted this year. And uh, watch out for seventh rounder cornerback Monteric Brown. Uh, looks like he's going to get some run there for the Jaguars as well. The question around the Jaguars is, will they look competent this year? They did not last year. Urban Meyer was an absolute disaster. Uh, they've got wide receiver questions. They got guys who you've heard of, but not, nobody that's really stood out as a number one receiver yet in the league. And then, of course, the growth of Trevor Lawrence as well. Their win total is at six and a half, and Dad, I struggle. I ended up going under six and a half, but I got to be honest with you, I would not be surprised if they get to seven wins this year. Yeah, I would go over six and a half. I think they can get to seven or so. You know, I like Peterson. I think he'll instill a different spirit in the team and a different attitude. Again, in the division they're in, they have, you know, a chance to get some wins there. And I think they're a team that could surprise people. Again, a lot will depend on their young defensive guys. Um, you know, the young rookies could, you know, they're, they're going to be good, whether they'll, uh, they can get it put together early on. We'll have to see. I do think Trevor Lawrence, I know you like him too. I think he will be much improved to help with the coaching. Um, you know, the running back that was out last year at the end, you know, could, could be really make a real difference in there. So, um, I, I think they'll be an improved team. I don't believe they'll be drafting as early. You say surprise people. So what do you mean by that? I mean, are you talking about uh, pushing for the playoffs or are you talking about seven, eight wins? I'm talking about getting wins. I think when, you know, you're going to look at them and say, oh, we're playing Jacksonville, no matter how much people want to get up for them. So it's the kind of team that can surprise and get a win or two that you wouldn't expect. Right now they're slotted to start three rookies, two of them at linebacker, Devin Lloyd and Trevon Walker. 
And then the center, third-round pick Luke Fortner out of Kentucky. They've got other uh, another linebacker they drafted too, Chad Muma, who I'm a huge fan of. He's listed as a backup right now. I would not be surprised if he ends up starting before the season ends either. They, they've got holes still. So, yeah, I think they're still a year away from building this team. They brought in some interesting free agents. Brandon Scherf comes over at guard from Washington, uh, which is a really good good bring-in, I think, at least. Um, Christian Kirk. Let's talk about those receivers for a second. We can talk about it fantasy-wise as well. Marvin Jones from Detroit. Zay Jones from the Raiders. Christian Kirk from Arizona. Laquan Treadwell, who's who's never busted through yet in the league, comes over from Atlanta. Levisky Chenault, who I loved his rookie season, didn't do anything last year. Uh, is there as well. They bring over Agnew from uh, from Detroit as well. Who's the number one in that in that group? Because Marvin Jones is kind of looks like the number one at the moment. Christian Kirk's playing the slot, and Zay Jones on the other side. I mean, do you? Which of those receivers do you trust? Well, I, I think Christian Kirk. You know, I, it should be a guy that does real well, and Marvin Jones is a guy that you know you have to keep an eye on. Um, not again, one of the top receivers in the league, but I think um, this would be one when you look fantasy wise. You know, I don't know if you draft a wide receiver, definitely not early, maybe late. You would take Kirk, but Jones, the guy to keep an eye on and see what kind of year he has. Yeah, this is a year of prove it right now for these guys because you look at this receiving group, Christian Kirk. I mean, you and I both like Christian Kirk, but he's always been on a team that's had a lot of receiving options. And Marvin Jones is fine, but you got to have someone that can draw attention. And I don't know that they got that. And I, I mean, I still wonder if Chenault's going to break through. To me, LaVisca Chenault and Travis Etienne could play kind of a similar role. I mean, Etienne now is healthy. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a pass catcher out of the backfield. They're going to move him around and do some different things with him. So that might take time away from LaVisca Chenault. Uh, Lacan Treadwell, kind of similar and athletic uh, guy for sure as well. So, it's an interesting team. Um, I like Evan Ingram. You talk about fantasy football. You know my philosophy is if it's a young quarterback, I like the tight end because the young quarterbacks tend to find that safety valve and that tight end tends to be that way a lot. I like Evan Ingram anyhow. He has a drop problem at times. But I like Evan Ingram at tight end. He's definitely not one of the top tight ends, but I like him fantasy-wise. And I actually kind of like Trevor Lawrence fantasy-wise too, but this, again, if you take the philosophy of take a quarterback last, you know, uh, don't take him early, go ahead and get all your other other positions. Trevor Lawrence is a guy I'm looking at that that's, I think has great value in drafts right now. I like James Robinson at running back. I probably like ETN better because I think he's just a little bit more versatile of a running back, but we haven't seen what ETN can do yet, so I'm probably not drafting – um, either of those guys early, if ETN's there in late rounds, if, then I'll take them. But I think ETN's going to get swept up earlier in, in a lot of these drafts that we're in, at least, as well. So I don't know if there's anything. Evan Inger might be the one guy I look at and go, I'm comfortable with taking him. Uh, everybody else, I got to admit, I got a little bit of hesitancy on yeah, I, I think that's true. But again, I think later on, you know, you're looking at, at, at both running backs. Robinson, of course, is real good um, a couple of years ago. So you don't know. And again, when you talked about the wide receivers, uh, both Etienne and Robinson catch the ball. So, um, you know, if they, if they set this up right, you know, they should be throwing to the receiver or the, the 
running backs too and could open things up. But yeah, fantasy wise, Trevor Lawrence is a guy, especially, you know, if you're in a keeper league, but um, you know, he, he might end up having a real strong year. Um, so it might be a good, um, I don't know if he'd be my first quarterback, but it might be a guy you look at for the second quarterback. And um, if you don't draft anyone here, I think Jacksonville's definitely a team you'll keep your eye on the first couple of weeks and um, see see what's happening there. Yeah, I think, I think Lawrence, he might end up being able to be a number one quarterback. Now, he's not the number one quarterback, but he's, I think there's a lot of potential for him in this system. But again, Etienne being hurt, last year so not really seeing him play robinson with a new coach how do you know he had the favor of the old coaching staff can he gain the favor with the new one how are they going to divide up the touches all that kind of stuff that's what scares me about the jaguars running backs um okay i don't remember what you said did you say under six and a half or over six and a half i'll go over six and a half i think you can get seven yeah i wouldn't be surprised if they did but i'm going to stick with under i think six is probably the number Let's get to the Titans. Uh, neither neither you or I like the Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill at quarterback, I'm just not a fan of. I don't draft him in fantasy. I don't think he's a bad person or anything. I just I, I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Derrick Henry at running back is a bruiser. Austin Hooper comes over at tight end. Robert Woods at wide receiver. Defensively, Harold Landry rushing the quarterback. Kevin Byard, uh, Caleb Farley, Elijah Molden, young guys in the defensive backfield. Rookies to watch out for, Traylon Burks comes over to take that A.J. Brown role uh, and has looked good so far. Roger McCreary was the second-round cornerback. Both of them are going to be instrumental in this season for the Titans. The big questions for the Titans, Tannehill. How many years are they going to run Tannehill out there? They drafted a guy this year. Um, I think Tannehill plays the whole season. But at some point, his time has his his ceiling. I think he's already reached it, in my personal opinion. Uh, also, the defensive front seven is really weak right now. How will they play, and how will they hold their own as well? Their win total is at nine and a half. I am going under the Titans nine and a half, and I think this might be a year that brings them back to reality, where they've been really good and overachieved the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, I'll go under nine and a half. I think it's close, nine, ten wins there. Um, cause again, the coach seems to be, um, doing well, um, there. And again, you know, if Derrick Henry stays healthy, um, you know, they're always going to be a factor, um, from there. So it'll be interesting. I think an interesting thing will be to see how they handle the quarterback situation. Do they get into a, you know, if they don't win a lot of games early and if Tanny Hill struggles, are they going to throw, you know, are they going to throw the rookie in there and all of a sudden he has, he's got a big arm and, you know, he has a big game. Could they get into a quarterback controversy? If they do, then that's going to, I think, you know, be their undoing. And again, you know, I'm not sure I understood trading Brown because uh, he was one guy that was really solid for him. Now, Woods can be good. He's had some injuries there. Uh, they got a good rookie. I mean, I was hoping the Packers would get Burks, but, again, he is a rookie, and, you know, he's with Ryan Tannehill. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think you might be worded it correctly. They may come come back down to reality a little bit this year. Tannehill, he's not going to lose the job so much. Um, someone's got to take it from him. He's again, he's, he's a fine quarterback. He's, he's an average quarterback and he does well in fantasy to some degree as well. 
I just, man, I think there's a ceiling on him, and I, I just don't think he's ever going to get over that hump. And uh, Malik Willis, I don't think he'll play a snap this year unless there's injury issues. But I, I think it's Tan- Tannehill will play the season, but his time is definitely short uh, in Tennessee, I think. Uh, let's talk fantasy stuff. I mean, Traylon Burks is a guy I'm intrigued in. I like young receivers. I love rookie receivers. Um, and Traylon Burks, the the physicality that he has, I like him. But again, I'm looking late in the draft. I'm not reaching for Traylon Burks. Um, Derek Henry's a guy I would take. Uh, we did our running back rankings. Both of us had him pretty high up there. Uh, definitely Derek Henry's a guy that I would take. Uh, Austin Hooper, I think I would even take a swing on as well if I'm looking for a second tight end somewhere. But I'm not doing I'm not doing Robert Woods, and the other receivers are no namers that are going to have to make a name. So basically, that's what I'm looking at: Derrick Henry, Austin Hooper, and I'll take a swing on Traylon Burks. Um, yeah, I think you know Henry is one of one of the top running backs for sure. I think will be one of the top few guys come off. Uh, the board Aaron should be because he, you know, like I said, he can change the game, but he's a great fantasy player um, there. I agree with you about Hooper. I had him down because the Titans have always used their tight ends, and uh, I liked him in some of the other places he's been. I think he's kind of underachieved lately. So I, I think, you know, again, for a second, uh, second or third tight end, he'd be a guy to look at late in the draft. Um, Burks again is a rookie. I don't think you could take him early, but him and I think Woods. I liked Woods when he was with the Rams, and again, wouldn't be an early wide receiver. But you get down to the end and got a draft pick left, and he's there. Um, you know, he might be a guy to take a take a chance on and see um, see how he does. How do you see the AFC shaking out this year, top to bottom? <clears throat> um, I've got Indianapolis, then Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Houston. I think I'm going to agree with you. I, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> I think that Jacksonville has that potential to push Tennessee, possibly if Tennessee, especially if Tennessee drops. Uh, but I think they are still better than Houston, and I think the Colts are the best team in the AFC South. So I'll do the same thing: Indianapolis, Tennessee, Jacksonville, and then Houston. Uh, let's see. Now, last year Houston was better than Jacksonville, but I don't think I don't think that repeats. Uh, NFC South, let's go to the Atlanta Falcons. Superstar quarterback Marcus Mariota comes in to take over for uh, the old man, Matt Ryan. Kyle Pitts, the returning young tight end. Cardero Patterson had himself a year last year. Defensively, Grady Jarrett, Deion Jones, A.J. Terrell, and Casey Hayward comes over to help the defensive backfield. Rookies to watch out for, they drafted Drake London, wide receiver. Uh, quarterback Desmond Ritter might see some time this year as well. And they drafted three linebackers. So you might see something come from that. Big question I have for Atlanta is their pass catchers. The last year's rookie Pitts, this year's rookie London, they're big guys, big targets and an opportunity to find them, get them involved early and often. If Atlanta wants to have any success, their win total is at four and a half, a very low expectation for Atlanta. Uh, how are your expectations for Atlanta? Um, as far as the four and a half, I'll go over that. Um, you know, I, we'll see. I think the coach has potential to be a good coach. And again, the expectations aren't high. So I think, um, you know, he can rally that a little bit. Um, again, you know, he, in some ways he's in a good division, um, maybe to get a couple wins. And again, 
so, you know, we'll see. They do have some talent. Quarterback will really be the issue. You know, Mariota obviously drafted number two overall. So, um, you know, it, w- w- will he get his mind in the right place? Or does he have the ability to, to uh, you know, to be a good quarterback for them? Um, if not, and then the rookie comes in, you know, that'd be a rookie quarterback. And uh, I don't know that that would be a good situation. So it'd be interesting to see with Mariota. Um, again, the coach will have some experience with him and from Tennessee. So be interested to see if they use him um, the right way. Atlanta definitely be in a rebuilding type of mode. Um, but, um, you know, I, I wouldn't have high expectations, but I'd be a little surprised if they're one of the top two or three teams in the draft. I think they can do a little better than that. Yeah, I'll go over also, and I'm going to go over with a lot of these NFC South teams, actually. Drake London is an interesting prospect. Kyle Pitts should be a top tight end. Whether or not he is is still a question. Cordero Patterson showed his athleticism is still very useful in the NFL. He's, he's played multiple positions. Um, do people figure him out? That's kind of a question I have there as well. They've got an interesting offensive line. Uh, I'm not sure how good they're going to be this year. That scares me. And there's not a whole lot of, of weapons outside of London Pitts and Patterson either. There's not the receivers are very, very slim. Uh, so I'm worried about that, but Mariota has some athleticism can get out of the pocket, make things happen. Ritter has athleticism as well. If he gets the opportunity to play. So I'll go over that. I think this year's probably still a five, six, six win team, but, um, the future I think looks pretty good in Atlanta. When you look at Desmond Ritter and what he can do defensively, Again, they've got some pieces, but they're going to have to put it together, and they're going to play. I think this is an oddly strong and weak division all at the same time. Carolina's an interesting team. Saints are an interesting team. The Bucks are an aging team. I- I'm intrigued by this division a lot, so that's part of the reason I'm going over with Atlanta. Um, fantasy-wise, who do you like at Atlanta? Um, well, Kyle Pitts, you know, again, he's one of the top ones. You'll depend a little bit on the quarterback, but he, he may be right there with, you know, you got the top two guys and he may be right in that category. Uh, sure has the athletic potential. So I like him, Drake London, uh, coming out again, you know, wide receiver going to depend a little bit on the quarterback, but I think he'll be good. Uh, Patterson, I'm probably not as interested in. I think he overachieved a little bit last year. But, again, he may be their starting running back, and if that's the case, then, um, you know, you, you need a running back, he'd be a guy to look at. But I think that's the three, got three guys you're looking at. Yeah, I'm with you. I think uh, other than Patterson, I think Patterson is a legit, a legit, a legit option there at running back. They used them the correct way last year. They're going to continue to use them that way this year. I like Kyle Pitts. Um, he's a guy that I'm definitely taking a swing on at tight end. I think he has potential to have a huge year this year. As I said earlier, I love rookie wide receivers, especially first-round draft picks. Um, so Drake London is another guy that I'm willing to take a swing on this year. But I need other guys there, too, so if he doesn't work out. And I did that last year. I drafted Waddle. I drafted uh, Smith. I drafted Jefferson. Um, those kinds of guys, I just load up on the young receivers, and whichever ones work out, I play. Whichever ones don't, I don't. So uh, I like Drake London a lot there as well. Um, all right, so next up is a really interesting team in the Carolina Panthers uh, with a brand-new quarterback again this year, and that is, of course, the one and only Baker Mayfield. 
Uh, sorry, I lost my notes for a second there. Uh, Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey at running back, DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson at receiver, Terrace Marshall drafted last year a receiver as well. Defensively, they got Brian Burns, Derek Brown, J.C. Horn, C.J. Henderson, a young uh, overall team uh, that has a lot of potential. Uh, rookies to watch out for really don't have a whole lot. Defensive end Amari Barno, he was drafted in the sixth round. He's probably going to have some opportunities this year. Originally, when I made my notes, Matt Corral was on that list, but he's out for the season with a foot injury, so we will not see him at all this year. It's between Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold, and that's the question I have for the Panthers. I think Mayfield's the quarterback, but can he be the old Baker Mayfield, or is he going to be the always hurt, always struggling Baker Mayfield? Their win total is at six and a half. I'm going to go over, uh, probably sitting there at the seven or eight wins mark is where I look at it. So that's where I am with Carolina. How about you? Um, I'm afraid Carolina is going to kind of fall apart this year. So I'm going to go under six and a half. I think the deal is there's just not a lot of stability there with the coach. I think he's on a very, very short leash. So unless they start out really well, and again, their quarterback situation, I mean, I like Baker Mayfield, and he might be the guy that can rally them. But again, anything starts to struggle, then you got two quarterbacks, um, and um, I, I just think the, the Carolina thing could go downhill. And when it does, then all of a sudden, you know, the coach is not going to be there next year. And that makes a makes for a tough situation. So for some reason, I, I don't have a lot of confidence. I'm afraid Carolina um, may be starting over next year. They may be. I just think they got some really talented people. I mean, again, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall. I like those three wide receivers. Uh, they draft Ikem uh, Aquanu in the first round uh, to s- kind of solidify that left tackle spot. They got a decent offensive line. Christian McCaffrey is amazing when he's healthy. Then they've got Deontay Foreman and uh, Shuba, Shuba Hubbard behind him. Ian Thomas is a decent tight end as well. I like what they have on offense, and Matt Rule is an offensive guy. So, uh, you know, man. Had they brought in Baker earlier, I'd feel better. But I still think this is an interesting team that has talent. They've got some decent defensive players, too. So that's why I'm kind of going over there. When I look at fantasy-wise with Carolina, boy, Christian McCaffrey, yes, I'm drafting Christian McCaffrey. Um, Receivers, though, even though I like all three of them, I'm not sure. DJ Moore is probably one guy I would take. I probably wouldn't go Robbie Anderson. Terrace Marshall is a guy I love late in the draft. Um, so Terrace Marshall is a guy that I'll go for late in the draft as well. So I'm not getting Baker Mayfield as my fantasy quarterback, though. <laughs> Where do you sit uh, fantasy-wise with Carolina? Yeah, no, I'm going to let Baker Mayfield pass also. McCaffrey, you know, you really can't pass him up. He's had injury problems. But, um, I mean, you know, when he's healthy, he can almost win the game for you by himself. So um, I, he'll go very high and should. Uh, DJ Moore, again, you're looking at receivers um, near the top tier there, again, depending on the quarterback. Um, you know, I like Robbie Anderson. I liked him. Again, I probably wouldn't pick him till right near the end. Or, again, uh, Carolina will be the team you'll keep an eye on, him and Marshall and uh, see how they're doing. So not a lot of fantasy people outside of really McCaffrey and then keeping an eye on DJ Moore. A sneaky good fantasy defense here as well, and here's why. Uh, two games against Marcus Mariota, two games against Jameis Winston, and you know I'm a Jameis Winston guy, but he does throw himself some interceptions. So uh, 
I think it's a sneaky good defense as well to watch out here for in Carolina. Uh, let's see here. Let's go on to our next team, the New Orleans Saints. Just mentioned them, James Winston at quarterback, Alvin Kamara, running back, Michael Thomas is back at receiver. Jarvis Landry returns to the state of Louisiana at receiver as well. Defensively, man, they got some players. Shy Tuttle, Pete Warner, Marcus May, Tyron Matthew, um, Marshawn Lattimore. They've got rookie uh, receiver Chris Olave, rookie cornerback Alante Taylor. They got some interesting stuff. I think, like I said, this is kind of a weak division, a weirdly weak division, because I think they're kind of middle of the pack. Uh, but they've got to take advantage of this division. And, of course, Jameis Winston has to be instrumental in that as well. Eight and a half is the win total for New Orleans. I'm going over eight and a half for New Orleans. I think they could be a surprise to take the division this year. So that's my take. What about yours on New Orleans? Yeah, I don't know that they'll take the division, but I would go over eight and a half. Um, they seem like a very solid team. You know, I saw a little bit of them this week because they came into town and scrimmaged Green Bay before the game. So I heard a little more about them. And I definitely, you know, their defense um, is very good. And they do have some talent. If the key, like you said, is quarterback. If Winston if Winston can have a decent year, then, you know, they, they, they'd have at least a chance to make the playoffs, I think. Definitely. Uh, this defense is stacked. Those safeties, Marcus May was in New York with the Jets, and they chose not to keep him. Matthew, he's older, been around a while, but he's one of those locker room guys that just lifts up the locker room as well. Shy Tuttle's good. Cam Jordan's still good. Davenport's still good. Uh, Demario Davis is old, but he's still good. Uh, and then again, Marshawn Lattimore is a very, very good cornerback. As well, I love this defense, and like I said, I trust Jameis Winston. Maybe to a fault, I trust Jameis Winston to be an NFL starting quarterback. Fantasy-wise, I'm not taking Jameis Winston in fantasy. I ain't stupid. Uh, I'm not taking Jameis Winston in fantasy, but I am taking Alvin Kamara. I am huge on Alvin Kamara, and I think his name is kind of worn off a little bit in fantasy rooms just because his injury issues, the Saints issues, uh, he's at the top of my running back list still, not number one, but towards the top. Um, Michael Thomas, I think he has fantasy value, but I will not draft him. I do not like him, so I'm not drafting Michael Thomas, but I think he has fantasy value. So in rankings wise, I would still have him up there. Just in my personal rankings, I'm not, I'm not taking him. Uh, Chris Olave, though, again, rookie first round draft pick. I'm all over that one. I, I'll take, I'll take Chris Olave. Uh, I'm going to stay away from Jarvis Landry as well. Uh, tight end, though, Adam Troutman. He was supposed to be something last year. Never really turned into anything, but I like him a lot. And then you always got to look at Taysom Hill uh, as a late pickup game day. Someone gets hurt, needs someone to throw in some points. Maybe add him in. I'm not drafting Taysom Hill, though, either. Uh, so Alvin Kamara, Chris Olave, those are the guys I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm definitely looking at Kamara. I've always liked him. Uh, I don't know that I've ever gotten him. I've wanted to on several occasions. And I do think, um, you know, he, he's right up there at the top. Like you said, you know, he slipped um, maybe off everybody's radar a little bit, but he's definitely a, a, you know, a top running back. Uh, I think their defense, one of the top defenses, you know, when you're taking defense, uh, the three wide receivers, Olave, I think, is going to do well. Again, it really depends on what kind of year Winston has, but Winston can throw the ball. I think Thomas could bounce back and be a top wide receiver uh, very easily. Landry, again, I don't think I'd 
I just keep an eye on him, um, you know, after the draft from there. But I think Thomas Olave, Kamara, and definitely the defense. I don't have the stats in front of me. I should have had them pulled up. Jameis Winston, though, yes, he throws a lot of interception, but he throws for a ton of yards and a ton of touchdowns, and he's a quarterback that can get the receivers to ball. A sleeper on this team, Dad, Marquez Callaway, who last year people had way high on their rankings. He's going to be behind Thomas, behind Olave, behind Landry. This is an offense, though, that can spread things out and make things happen, and he's a really good receiver. So he's a sleeper, maybe a late late draft swing at there as well. Um, but uh, Adam Troutman, I'm telling you, again, second tight end down the lane if you wait way long on tight ends. I like to go early on tight ends because there's some really good ones up top, but Troutman's a guy you can get late late as well. Uh, all right, last team in the division is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and what an interesting team this is. Tom Brady is back after retiring and then unretiring. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Julio Jones at wide receiver, of course, Fournette at running back as well. Defensively, Vita Vea, Devin White, Mike Edwards, Antoine Winfield. They've got just studs there. They go out and draft Logan Hall at defensive end. That kind of fell to them. They got a third-round running back, Rashad White, you need to watch out for as well. And I think he could steal some snaps from Leonard Fournette this year as well. Big question mark is Tom Brady. When does Tom Brady fall off the cliff? Hasn't happened yet. Uh, when will it happen is the question mark. 11 and a half is the win total for Tampa, and Dad put me down as under on 11.5 for Tampa this year. Um, I'll go over 11.5. I do think they will not be as dominant as they have been. I don't think uh, they're going to win. Um, the NFC may not even be in the NFC championship. but Because um, Brady you know, has lost some weapons. Now, Gronkowski, you never know when they're going to get him back. But right <laughs> now, without him, uh, makes a difference. Their defense has lost some people. Um, I, I don't think they'll be as dominant as they have been. But again, when you look at the division, they should um, they, they should do well there. They do have a new coach, and um, you would think that would be good. I always thought you know he was going to get one of the coaching jobs. Um, you know, it was a deal where Brady maybe you know picked him and got rid of the other coach. So maybe that's not not a great situation. But, um, you know, if the coach is stable, they've got the good assistance. Um, I, I think Tampa Bay will still be by far the team to beat in that division. And, um, you know, when talking 11 and a half, I think they'll go over that. I think you're more like 12, maybe 13. So the offensive line's in question, right? They lose their starting center to injury. They had a rookie starting left guard. The other guys are good. Donovan Smith at left tackle, Tristan Wirfs at right tackle, Shaq Mason at right guard. Those guys are good. The receivers are phenomenal. Uh, you're going to give me Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, Russell Gage is going to start probably, Julio Jones in there as well. That's a solid group of receivers. Tied in, Cameron Brait. We've seen what he can do. They signed Kyle Rudolph as well. A veteran, solid presence there. He can run block. He can catch all those kinds of things. Leonard Fournette at running back, that's pretty good as well. For whatever reason, I don't think they've lost a lot this year, but they've gotten older, and I think that's where the concern comes with Tampa. And I think that maybe they got it in their heads that, hey, we're the we're, we're the top dogs, and I just don't know if they are. And uh, so I think that maybe their ego gets to them a little bit this year. Tom Brady, man, he's the, he's the man that never ages. At some point, he's going to age. Um, 
You look at the fantasy value of these guys, Dad. I mean, Mike Evans, I like a lot. He gets injured a lot, so he scares me to draft him early. But that's where he goes. So if you want him, you got to draft him early. Chris Godwin, I like a lot. I like the weapon that he gives to to Tom Brady. How much more can Tom Brady throw it deep is still part of the question mark with him as well. If you draft Julio Jones, I think you're crazy. I think Julio Jones is going to have a better year than he had last year. Fantasy-wise, though, I don't think he's going to have a huge impact. So here's what I look at fantasy value. I'm staying away from Leonard Fournette. I'm not high on him. Uh, I will get Rashard White late in the draft, running back, backup rookie running back. I like Cameron Braid at tight end, again, late late in the draft as well. And Chris Godwin out of the receivers is probably the guy I go for. I like Mike Evans a lot. His injury just causes me his con- that concern there. I'm probably going to stay away from Mike Evans because I'm not willing to draft him as high as he'll go. So that's kind of what I'm looking at fantasy-wise. Yeah, I'm probably a little different than you on that. Uh, Fournette, you know, I've always liked Fournette. The last couple of years, I've been like, oh, he's probably lost something, but I've been able to get him, and he's really carried me. Um, I mean, to me, he's their main running back. Now, you're right, the offensive line's a little different this year, and that may be a difference. Um, but I, I do like Fournette as a running back. Of course, Brady, you know, as a quarterback. I Evans, I really like. Um, you know, I think he's one of the main targets for sure for Brady. Godwin, I've had, and I always have good luck with him. So I, I think you know, Godwin Evans definitely uh, people to look at. Their defense is one when you're drafting defense. It's definitely a top ten defense. Um, you have to look at there. Uh, Julio Jones, you're probably right as far as not a lot of fantasy value, but I do think he's a guy that Brady will use. I think, you know, if he had a disappointing year at Tennessee, I think it'll be much different here. Brady likes veterans like that. Julio Jones is still a great target. Um, but as far as being consistent fantasy points, um, I don't think he is, but I think he will have a better, uh, better year than last year for sure. Uh, how do you break down the NFC South this year, top to bottom? Uh, I got Tampa Bay, New Orleans, and then um, Atlanta and Carolina. All right, so I'm going New Orleans, your NFC South champions, followed by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Carolina Panthers, and the Atlanta Falcons. So we differ, we differ on that one there. And uh, we'll see how that one shakes out. Let's get over to our fantasy rankings, Dad. This week we're doing wide receivers. Uh, We've already done quarterbacks and running backs. Next week we'll do the tight ends. Uh, Wide receiver, man, it's an interesting group of guys, and I have a feeling our list is going to differ from each other. Who's your top three wide receivers? Top three wide receivers is um, Cooper Cup, Jefferson, and Devontae Adams. Okay, so yes, we are going to differ on this um, a fair amount, I think. Uh, I've got Stephon Diggs as my number one guy. Josh Allen's my number one quarterback. I think Stephon Diggs is my number one receiver. Justin Jefferson is a very close second. I've got Justin Jefferson in our keeper league, and I'm not letting him go. Love Justin Jefferson in that offense especially. And I've got number three, Dad, Jamar Chase from the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I've got him sitting there at number three. I think this year he is a top three wide receiver. And because they have so many weapons in Cincinnati, people can't focus in on Jamar Chase because then they get burned by T. Higgins or Taj Boyd. Uh, so I'm that's where I'm kind of sticking with Jamar Chase up that high. Uh, give me your give me the rest of your top ten. You got 
Uh, you said you've got uh, who did you say one? You say Cup one, Jefferson two, Adams three. Adams three. Then I've got Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel, Stephon Diggs, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, C.D. Lamb, and Mike Evans. Okay, so we're not as far off as I thought we would be on this. Um, the rankings are different, but we got almost the same 10 players. Uh, I've got two players you didn't have. So I go Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. Then I go Devontae Adams, uh, Cooper Cup, number five, C.D. Lamb, number six, as he is now the receiver in Dallas, Debo Samuel, number seven, Tyreek Hill, number eight. And then I go A.J. Brown in Philadelphia. And Terry McLaurin in Washington. I am a Scary Terry fan, and I think he has a great year this year. But I think wide receiver has a fair amount of depth when you're talking about number one wide receivers this year. And you got some room to work with, I think, and to differ with some people this year in your drafts at wide receiver um, as well. Uh, how Did you have A.J. Brown or Terry McLaurin close to your top ten? Yes, I had A.J. Brown um, in, at 12. I had Higgins at, at 11, A.J. Brown, then Waddle, McLaren, um, and then Pittman, D.J. Moore, and Godwin. Okay, yeah, Waddle I really like, too. I've got him in the keeper league also, um, and I'm a, I am like what he has, but two is my worry uh, there with him. But uh, to be fair, Jalen Hurts is a little bit of concern for me with A.J. Brown, but I look at that team – I think A.J. Brown can do some some mighty, mighty good stuff there. So next week, we, we wrap up our NFL preview of the divisions with the West divisions, and we'll also give you our top 10 tight end rankings. And I have a feeling that our tight end rankings are going to be drastically different uh, as well. Uh, I tend to be different on my tight end rankings than a lot of people. Uh, Dad, before we close out, I want to talk some Major League Baseball because things have gotten a little wild in Major League Baseball. The Yankees have fallen back to earth. They're only seven games up now uh, on Toronto, eight games up on Tampa. And the Orioles made a little run there, but they've they've kind of started to fall back as well. Uh, in the AL Central, Cleveland, one game up on Minnesota. Chicago is right there at two and a half back as well. And then in the West, Houston's still in control. They're ten and a half up on Seattle, who is still working their way and are in uh, the the wild card race. They're actually winning the wild card race. So um, an interesting group there. Well, actually, Toronto's technically winning the wild card race, uh, but Seattle's right there as well. Uh, so let's talk about that American League. Let's start with the East. Um, are the Yankees going to pull things together here? What's going on with the Yankees? Well, I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think they're going to fall out of probably winning the division, but I don't know. And, of course, when, when the Yankees have trouble in New York, there's a lot of turmoil, and you're hearing a lot this week about, about a lot of frustration. And of course, you know, we thought the Blue Jays were good going into it, so maybe they'll stay strong. Uh, I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, it looked like the Yankees weren't going to be touched, and now all of a sudden they're struggling. So um, I don't know. It would be great, I think, if Cleveland could get in it, and that's been a, a tight race all the way along. And uh, to me, it's exciting as Seattle has a good chance to make playoffs. Of course, Houston will win the division. Yeah, Houston's the best team in the AL right now. they got four more wins than New York does, um, and they were my pick at the beginning of the season for World Series. So – uh, for the AL, at least, representative in the World Series. Seattle's looking really, really good. 
And New York's letting Toronto and Tampa hang in there as well. But the Central in both divisions, uh, in both the leagues, excuse me, American and National, uh, are the weak points, no doubt. That's an interesting race coming down to the end there as well. We got a little bit of a lag, Dad, but I think we're okay to keep you on uh, so just so people are, are wondering what the gap is between the question and the answer. Uh, but let's talk about the AL Central real quick. Cleveland one game up. Minnesota right there behind them. The White Sox behind them. I said at the All-Star break, White Sox win this division. Uh, where do you sit with the AL Central right now? Who do you think comes out on top? Um, I think maybe Cleveland will come out on top. They've surprised everybody this year. And, you know, again, the White Sox have uh, some talent, and they'll be getting, um, you know, Anderson back here before long. And they may um, – I, I, that'll probably go. That could go right down to the last week, last couple games, which could be exciting. In the National League, the Mets three games up on Atlanta. Um, they are healthier than they've been in a while. Atlanta has won nine out of their last ten and rolling right now. Philadelphia hanging in there in the wild card race as well. Uh, in the Central, St. Louis has a five game lead on Milwaukee. Milwaukee's losing to Chicago as we do this this podcast right now. Uh, on Sunday afternoon. So Milwaukee five games back and struggling there. And then in the West, it's the Dodgers. It's only the Dodgers. It's always the Dodgers. 18 games up on San Diego. So let's talk about the East and the Central. We'll start with the East, Dad. Does Atlanta catch New York? And does it really matter at the at the end of the thing? Because they're both going to end up making the playoffs. Um, I think Atlanta could catch them. Again, they've stayed hot. The Mets are a good team, though, and playing well. I think that one could come down again to the last week also. Um, and you like said they're both going to be major, major factors in the playoffs. Uh, but I think the Braves still have a shot to catch them, and the Phillies have done well. They have. Yeah, they have. The Brewers, five games back, like I said, they traveled to Los Angeles to play the Dodgers. Then they've got the Cubs at home, and the Pirates at home following that. Uh, When it comes down to the St. Louis series, I think they only play St. Louis this year. They got a two-game series in September, uh, and I think they might be uh, kind of in trouble when it comes to uh, catching catching the Cardinals just because they don't really play the Cardinals anymore, uh, which is where you can make the most ground up is when you're playing against them. So, do the Cardinals win this division? The winning of the winner of this division goes to the playoffs. Whoever's in second, they're not going to be there in the wild card. So that you have to win to get in the playoffs. Is it St. Louis or does Milwaukee catch up? Um, I mean, right now St. Louis is playing better. Um, so I don't know. I'm surprised because you know I know you're a Brewer fan, so I and I like the Brewers well, thought they would do well, but, um, you know, Cardinals are always a good playoff team, so I, I think the Cardinals, you know, you, you, you give them a lead like this late in the year, they they probably know how to hold on to it. Yeah, they're the front runners for sure now, and uh, and it would have to take a collapse, I think, of the Cardinals for the Brewers to catch them. They should still stay on their heels so that if they do fall, they should be able to catch up, but uh, it's going to take mistakes from St. Louis in order for Milwaukee to catch them in that division. So you're looking at wild card teams right now, uh, San Diego, Atlanta, Philadelphia. Um, and I think you'll have three from the East, two from the West, 
and then the one from the central as well. Our lag has gotten long enough, so I'm going to cut you off, Dad. But uh, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to today's Sports Stove podcast. Visit us on on social media at Sports Stove, Twitter and Instagram. Go to intheclutch.com to get yourself a new T-shirt. Use the code Sports Stove, and that'll save you 10% off your first purchase there as well. We'll be back uh, Wednesday with the Sports Stove Local Hour. We continue our preview of Eastern Kentucky University's football team. And uh, season is upon us very quickly. And we'll get into college football here really soon as well. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove. <laughs>